Hi, my name is Paula Underwater. Welcome to Rumblefish. I know you're all, you're all expecting Ryan to answer back, but we don't have Ryan today. It's just me. Uh, but to make up for that, I have a really cool guest on the other side of the computer screen over here. Uh, so I'm not going to dilly-dally anymore, and I'm just going to introduce you guys to Doe from Cookie Dough. Hi. Greetings. Uh, it's great to see you in person, Paula. Um, I actually <laughs> I actually scrolled through your Instagram and I really liked your houseplants and oh, um, thank everything you so that you're much. doing. So. I know, yeah. the, the houseplants are taking over. Uh, I, I kind of try to not talk too much about the houseplants because this is supposedly an aquarium podcast. Uh, but you know, they go hand in hand and I, I know you're a plant lover and a nature lover as well. So thank you, I appreciate yeah. that. Welcome to Rumblefish. Thank you. Um, I feel very welcomed. Uh, I am super excited to have you here right now. And this has been on the talks for a while. Uh, but there was a book that was being written. And the book is out of the box now. Yeah. Um, it's actually in the crowdfunding stage. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've, I've been meaning to join you guys for a long time. But I just wanted to really get everything sorted out before I started, you know, um, getting more active and participating again. No, I, you know, think I had to is, just take care of some things. This yeah. is perfect timing because now we can actually talk about the book, which which when we first contacted you, that was just, an, it was still in the works. So there was still nothing or, or not much, or maybe you didn't want to talk about it at the time. Uh, <laughs> but now we can, but, and we will get to the book, of course, but you know how it goes. You listen to the podcast. We want to know about your underwater journey. How how and when did you first get exposed to the hobby and you figured it out and you and you thought, okay, this is this is this is gonna work for me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so just to get right into it, uh, it all began in a YouTube rabbit hole about nine or ten years ago. Back then, the YouTube homepage did a really good job of introducing topics that would keep me on their website for hours, like. <laughs> uh, like Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I can't believe I I used to watch a lot of that and I think I got I'm glad I got that phase over with because it was uh it's a bit too much now. Um but the the hole that really did uh get me was the aquascaping hole and that featured um videos from the Green Machine mm -hmm. and the work of James Finley. Have you seen their videos by any chance? Mm -hmm. Of course. Oh, so you so you must know like they have the perfect combination of animals, plants, peaceful music and mm -hmm. um, narration. So uh, it was like a lullaby that I would put on every night to help with falling asleep. You know, it's just something to watch. And the one the one video that like just got me replaying it over and over again was called Nature's Chaos. Uh, it mm -hmm. was like a huge layout visible from four sides. Um, it was full of plants from top to bottom. And it was just epic and I loved everything about it. Yeah. So, Do you? So so yeah. beautiful uh yeah i mean i still do it nowadays i i still fall asleep to a lot of uh aquarium content on youtube I, I'm, I'm a huge youtube consumer i've i've been down the pimple popper rabbit hole as well <laughs> I, I watch a lot of uh wood carving videos i oh, find them very that's relaxing. also super peaceful mm -hmm. yeah. it's like anything that's a little asmr e i'm kind of very yeah, drawn yeah. drawn into uh yeah <laughs> Yeah, so from those videos, um, what I think what really sealed the deal was when they focused on the plants purling. Um, it's just magical. And whenever 
the bubbles came up, I just felt so happy and entertained. And I actually prepared for this because I was going through Ryan's Instagram and I saw that he had like a little mountain cube aquascape and he was growing richia in it. And that plant pearls like crazy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was going to let him know that I thought it was Shit. awesome. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, here he, with us. We couldn't have him today, <laughs> but he'll listen to the podcast uh, uh, and we'll, he'll get the message for sure. Yeah, yeah, pearling is great, it's, great layout. It's, it's that beautiful thing that you don't know plants do unless you do know. You know, I didn't know plants pearled. How how do they not teach you this at school? Well, the thing is, it's oxygen, right? So yeah. it's something that you can never see, but now you now you get to finally see it happen. And you know, every single time I see it, I just stop and stare for who knows how long. And I think once I saw that in person, I was like, okay, this is so beautiful. I had to figure out how to do this. That's so cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah. That's about the same time as when I became a huge fan of ADA. Mm-hmm. I loved everything about the brand. I think I can say with confidence that I am their target market. Like everything <laughs> they put out, it hits me so well. I'm like, okay, I love it. I love it. I love this so much. Take, Take my, my money. money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, Except my first tank wasn't an ADA tank, but a Brio 35. Have you ever heard of that? I haven't actually. So let's let's talk about that first tank. How did it come yeah, together? And, um, and... I went down to the local fish store and I knew at that time that I was ready to buy an aquarium. And I just saw it and I thought that, you know, that would look so nice in my living room. Um, I'm not sure if they're still being sold, but it's an all-in-one aquaponics setup. Um, oh. It included a pair of lights. Um, at the very bottom of the base, there's a mini sump, and then there's a vertical tank that sits on top of it, offset to the left, and a container that's about a third of the height of the tank that is, sits to the right of it. So how it works is that um, water from the aquarium flows down into the container, Mm-hmm. And then the container flows down into the chamber below, and then the water gets pumped back up to the tank, and it just kind of creates a loop. So okay. on the right-hand side, you, you would grow like house plants. Oh. So this might be something you're, you could be quite interested in, um, <laughs> assuming they're still around. I don't know. I haven't checked it out in a while. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, uh, aquariums are a great place to, to grow and propagate plants, for sure. Like at, at any given time, I, I always have a bunch of little cuttings trying to propagate. Uh, yeah. in, my, in my shallow you because that's what it looks the best they grow so well when they're mm-hmm. in water and then i i know the struggle of like transferring it into a pot and that's the dicey part okay. you cross your fingers and you hope for the best you hope that you pick the right soil the right kind of soil and, <laughs> yeah i know i have yeah. a couple i have a couple new plants uh rooting right now and i'm kind of crossing my fingers because they were a little on the fancier side is it would you say it's easier to grow plants since you're in California? I know like in the wintertime here in Vancouver, it always, all the plants in my home just kind of go into hibernation and they don't really grow, but they don't really die either. You know what? Uh, when I was living down by the coast uh, here in Southern California, there's not really a winter. It's not a thing. <laughs> we don't, it gets a little colder <laughs> at night, but it's not really the winter. So I couldn't tell that big of a difference. But this year, now that I live in the mountains, it's really interesting because it's a lot drier here. Uh, our our uh, relative humidity, it's like at 10% at any given day. It's really low. In the house with all the tanks and, and stuff, it's like usually around 50, but it's quite quite a bit drier than at the coast. So all my plants that came from the coast with me 
uh, they've been having a little bit of a hard time adjusting and I oh. run I run humidifiers and everybody's okay it's just like it wasn't the greatest during the summer especially with the AC on which also dries out the air but then winter came around and we started using the fireplace and the plants were Ooh. on fire they were loving it because there was more <laughs> water evaporating from the tanks it was warm and tropical in the living room and everything st- exploded like there were new leaves oh. everywhere like everybody was so happy and i was like very you know surprised in a really that nice way awesome. yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and now that the spring's yeah. coming back everybody's like oh yeah sure spring cool <laughs> oh, but yeah. it's, it's, it's it's funny you know because you think you you're inside of a house and you think the the environment is quite controlled but it's not yeah it's a, there's a lot more to it than mm-hmm. it seems and that's why I let my partner take care of that. I just like to look at them. And yeah. when I, and back when I was in Spain, you know, Spain has a has a very temperate climate. It doesn't get super cold, it doesn't get super hot. The humidity is always like around 70-ish. So it's like the Mediterranean climate is just perfect for for tropical plants. So uh, you can just grow them outside year round and they they just thrive. That's awesome. I kind of miss that yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Amongst other things, of course. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, my first tank was a Brio 35. Mm-hmm. And um, I I just learned a lot from that. And I realized that, you know, I didn't really, I liked the, how it looked and how it sat in the living room, but it wasn't really for aquascaping. It was, it was more for like decoration. And that's when I decided that a few months later, I would buy my second tank um, so to that- actually do more of that. I have a question. That first tank, how do you approach it? Did you approach it from a high-tech and uh, oh, or, or it was just like the very basic, your very uh, beginner? I didn't know what I was doing. It okay. was like, it was the craziest thing. So okay. I bought um, Monte Carlo. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, you know, I was on YouTube. There's like so many different ways to do stuff. And uh, I, what I did was I took little bunches of it and then I kind of set it into the substrate and I used a toothpick to hold it in place. Um, but that didn't quite work out because uh, basically nothing worked the way I wanted to. And I would, I don't want to say it was a failure because I learned a lot from it, but it was not something that I knew that I wanted to keep long term. I think the problem was, uh, I, I think the problem was that I wasn't using carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. So it, it took forever to root and also it didn't always fully root. Um, I think at the time I was a little bit naive thinking that, you know, I could just buy whatever and then put it into the tank and everything's going to look magical and beautiful. Mm-hmm. It never works like that. But, just like, you know, I just like in the videos. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so what came next? So you learned from that. You just so, figured, you figured that you just couldn't willy-nilly throw things in there and just hope that it, everything works. What came next? Yeah. Um, what came next was my second tank, which was an ADA 60P. So that's 17 gallons, about 60 centimeters in width, two mm-hmm. feet, 60 centimeters or two feet. Yeah. Yes, um, that's correct. That was when I, <laughs> that was when I really got serious about it. Like I, I bought all kinds of equipment. Uh, something would arrive in the mail like every other week. I was trying to use CO2. I used like a DIY CO2. I I stocked Craigslist for everything. Um, my routine was like just checking Craigslist, checking local fish forums, seeing who's <laughs> selling old gear. And basically I would just 
buy whatever I could get my hands on to just keep practicing. Mm-hmm. And um, to be honest, I was getting destroyed constantly by algae. <laughs> Mm. And it's probably where I learned the most about how to manage it. And that's when floating plants became my answer to everything, to life's problems. So when in doubt, always add floating plants. It's like the perfect way to add more plants to your tank, to take up some of the light that you're adding in. Mm-hmm. It, I, I would think that it makes fish feel safer. So I really loved floating plants from that point onwards. Yeah, I, yeah. I, re- I recently um, had a problem uh, I ch- I changed the floaters. I have my my Borneo biotope, and I had red roof floaters, which are not from Borneo, so they were they were bugging me. And I and but the samurai garamis they were really happy. And then I replaced the red roof floaters that didn't belong in there for some frog bead, which was biotope accurate, but it wasn't giving the same amount of shade and the same amount of like uh, visual. Uh, breaks and it was a disaster a real disaster yeah i know how that feels like mm-hmm. i would i always try things and uh, in my head it always sounds way better than what happens in real life so i totally get that yeah yeah so second tank uh, so yeah second tank um i learned everything there um, that's when I actually entered my first contest which was okay. for AGA mm-hmm. um, I didn't rank or anything but you know it was just really interesting to kind of prepare the like get used to the process of cleaning your tank preparing it for a photo editing the photo and um, that's where I started to really get serious about uh, learning how to take photos because I wasn't really good before that mm-hmm. um, my partner took a class in school and she taught me the basics and from there I just kept trying new things and trying to figure out like oh how do I make this brighter oh why is this so why is this so dark and why doesn't it ever turn out nice like all the other photos I see online you know it nothing made sense and I tried so hard to just learn all the tricks to make it look better and it definitely yeah. paid paid off because I mean oh, if thank I, you so much if I might say so your pictures and, and your content it's probably about the most iconic aquascaping oh, wow. content out there it is it is I mean that's that's such a huge compliment um, but but like, it I, is I really, you know yeah and and I'm really happy you feel that way Ah, yeah. I like it's it, your content. It's that kind of content that you could just be scrolling kind of mindlessly down your down your feed, and then your picture in your tanks come out, and you can tell it's you. And I think that's oh, that's wow. a very important thing, and that's a that's a that's an accomplishment. I mean, thank you. Um, I try really hard. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> I try really hard to like put it all together and do what I can. So I'm I'm so glad to hear that you know you feel that way about my photos and um, the things I write. Uh, yeah, eventually, uh, kind of going back to the story, uh, I sold my car so that I could buy more aquariums. No, you didn't. And a few, yes, I did. Um, <laughs> I was just so, I was so crazy. Like, I was, I shouldn't call myself crazy, but I was crazy. Like, I, I, I wanted more tanks. And, you know, when you have a budget, there's only so many things you can do to um, make it work, to, to create funds. Mm-hmm. And I... I used to love my car a lot, but I realized that, you know, a car doesn't bring me the same joy that an aquarium does. So I sold it, I pocketed some of it to save, and the rest I just spent on more tanks. And eventually, like a few years down, um, and a lot of tanks later, and a lot more learning, um, it was like a dream come true of a dream I never knew I had. Like, 
I like to think that the hobby or aquascaping is like my good luck charm in life. Hmm. Um, I put in a lot of hours to do well at my job so that mm-hmm. I could get raises to buy more tanks. <laughs> I met a ton of really awesome people that introduced me to all the things I love today, like backpacking, hiking, and fishing. And it, it made me a better person. I made time for myself to relax. I gave my mind space to breathe. And I think I learned a lot of new skills, like how to use a camera, how to mm-hmm. make videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I wouldn't be where I am today in life if I didn't pick up aquascaping as a hobby. And I've been go. doing it for almost seven years now. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just the best hobby for me. Yeah, you never know. You um, know what's gonna come into your life, and it's gonna have that 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 big and that great of an impact. Yeah, it it was honestly, it's crazy because I just never imagined myself to be where I am. And um, so sorry to get distracted, but no, 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 uh, right. back to my story. Um, So my partner and I ran out of room pretty quickly in our little apartment and Mm -hmm. we moved into the suburbs and it's up to Surrey, British Columbia. It's about Mm -hmm. 45 minutes away from Vancouver Mm -hmm. into a townhome. And I think you know what a townhome is, right? Yeah, It's like a bunch of different buildings split up into sections. Yeah. Yeah. She let me have the garage and we parked the car outside. And that's kind of how my hobby room all came together. So cue to to present day, um, on top of my aquascaping activities, I'm... I've been working on the project that we mentioned earlier, Aquascape Therapy, my book. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to do it for a while now. And, you know, I just, whenever I get close, I always get cold feet and I'm like, oh, this is not good enough. And I just realized recently that, you know, I can't, I can't just like keep saying that, you know, I just got to try it and then see how it goes and then figure out what to do from there. Um, so it's a book, 80 pages long, uh, maybe a little bit longer, um, hardcover. I'm still working on it. Uh, it contains short stories of my journey, photos of my favorite aquascaping moments, my competition layouts, and some tips and pointers for keeping planet tanks. Um, yeah, I decided to go with that title because aquascaping is therapy for me. Uh, everything about it helps me feel better as a human being, um, from going outdoors to get inspiration, to setting up and maintaining my tanks, to writing stories. I feel like I'm building a better me every day now that I aquascape every day and that it's a permanent part of my life. So and yeah, my Kickstarter is live and I'm promoting it where I can. So thank you again for having me on your no, podcast. Course, I really perf- appreciate it. Perfect, that. perfect timing. And and I am very grateful that you uh, decided to share a digital copy of the manuscript with us. Uh, I was just like checking it uh, the last couple of days. And I mean, the photography, I haven't I haven't gotten into the reading because reading into in a computer is not my favorite thing <laughs> in the world. I will definitely get a, a, a hard copy uh, when that's when that's available uh, but the photography that's like jaw-dropping beautiful thank you so much um, I'm so it's so worth it to hear that because like all those times I spent adding like extra 10 pounds to my backpack carrying my camera up the mountains and wherever I'm going oh that's all that's all worth it if you feel that way about my uh, my photos I just really like yeah. uh, uh, how you pair, you know, those nature pictures, your, your pictures from your hikes and your trips. You pair that together with all the knowledge and all, you know, all your experience and the tanks, which are like a little representation of, of that nature outside, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. All the time is like, what's, what do I do now? What, what, how should I change my layout or how should I make this better? And you know, finding inspiration, it's it's really tough, and. One way to do that is just to go outdoors and just see what 
what you stumble upon, what surprises you. Mm -hmm. You know, you never know what's going to happen and to keep your eyes open. So, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy you feel that way about the content and I'm really excited to try and get my Kickstarter crowdfunded. Um, if it doesn't reach its goal, uh, I'll talk, I'll think about that later. You know, it hasn't happened yet. There's no point in thinking about it now. No, there's like still yeah. over a month left. Uh, we will link to the Kickstarter uh, on the info for this episode, uh, whatever you're listening to it. And, you know, you, they can also find your link on your Instagram, which is at yes. cookie.do underscore scapes, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. 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 Uh, I mean, if they don't follow yet, of course, they should go and take a look because definitely they won't be disappointed whatsoever um what are the similitudes because i was thinking of this you were mentioning about like writing a book you know and just never feeling like it's good enough or always thinking that there's more room for improvement what are the similitudes on, on your on your experience because that, that's how i feel when i'm working with hardscape it's never good enough <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's never till you let, let yeah. it go and then that's it yeah so what i realized was that you know it's never going to be good enough because if it's your, especially when it comes to dealing with yourself and things that you do, um, I think we've actually feel like growing up, um, what we were shown on TV uh, and everything that we've seen in the media, it just kind of brainwashes us to always focus on achieving something, to focus on like being the best version of ourselves, accomplishing crazy things. And, you know, in a way that's really good when you're trying to motivate yourself, but when you're when you're like not in a good headspace, it's not the best mindset to have. So um, nowadays, when I think about like when I have those thoughts, I just tell myself to stop thinking. You know, I I overthink everything. So whenever I start thinking too much, I'm like, don't stop thinking. Do focus on what you're doing right now, and just do that. And um, don't worry about everything else that happens because if you're if you're just focusing on what you're doing right now. Um, all of those things probably don't even really matter, you know. Um, whether it's good or not, you're still you still get to aquascape. You still get to set up a tank. Um, whether it works out or not, you know, you can try again after, even if it doesn't work out. You know, it's not the end of the world if things aren't perfect. Um, did I answer your question? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I you think did, I, of course. Yeah. Yeah, we, we aim for yeah. perfection because that's kind of what, what we have engraved in us, you know, that everything needs to be perfect. And then, of course, uh, now there's social media and that's the Internet and everything looks so perfect and pristine. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, I'm not and, helping by spending so much time <laughs> on my photos. I'm sorry. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Well, but that's, what's uh, in, what, that's what inspires us all, you know, that just to, to, be the, to go the extra step and just to try to improve always and be better and, and, and bigger and... I don't know. I think yeah. it's a good thing, but you just got to take it with a pinch, you know, and, and, and know yeah. that that perfection, sometimes it's just cosmetic. Yeah. Like things are never really as good as they, as you think they are. And they're never as bad as they think you, they are. Oh, did I say that? Did that make sense? <laughs> things are never, things are never as good as you think they are. And they're never as bad as you think they are. They're, they're probably lie somewhere in between and I think what I really tried to focus on lately was just to not be not not take everything so seriously. Like I I always like take things at face value and then I always start overthinking everything. So I'm I'm trying to focus on having fun, 
being being present, doing what I'm doing right now, and not thinking about like all those extra questions that you know don't even exist yet. Like when I mentioned earlier, I I just I wish I didn't mention about my Kickstarter not meeting its crowdfunding goal because, you know, it doesn't matter if it, well, it does matter, but at the same time, if it doesn't, I can go back to your drawing board and try again. You know, it's not the it's not the end. It's usually no now doesn't mean never. You know, it's just maybe the timing is not right. So yeah, I think I think we should all just try to be a little bit kinder to ourselves. I think the crowdfunding. <laughs> I mean, how many days has been out now? Um, it's been out for about I think seven days now. And, it, and you've reached like what? Like mm, I think maybe twenty five percent. That's not bad at all. Yeah, I have thirty eight days left, so I'm I'm trying to do everything I can to you know. Um, get exposure to kind of spread my message, you know, because mm -hmm. this is, I think, out of all of the things that I wanted to do with aquascaping, this is the one that, or this is the thing that makes me the happiest. Like, I tried so many things. Like, I tried selling things. I tried um, talking to, um, consulting. I tried, a, like, aquascaping for others, and none of that ever really made me feel happy. But mm -hmm. this, like, writing this book, putting together my photos, like, organizing everything, and just kind of formatting it, um, it really appeals to me. It's almost like aquascaping because when you're in a tank, you want to just arrange things in certain orders, right? It's like, it looks best right here. So I'm going to move this. It looks better if I take that little stone over there that no one else will probably notice. Oh, uh -huh. um, it's just, it, it feels so satisfying to organize and to, to just like, just have something that, that you can show that represents like what, what you've done with your time, you know, like, like a product, I shouldn't put it like that, but I think you're, does that make sense what I'm trying to say? I just want like, I want to know that I did something. Of course, of course it makes sense. And I, I've never written a book, uh, but I kind of get the same kind of accomplishment from this podcast, actually, because it's something that you, yeah. you, you put some work and I put a bunch of hours every week and then you throw it out there into the world and you're proud of what you're doing yeah it makes you it makes you want to do more and in a good way it makes you want to do more and it must be so satisfying to always like know that everyone's listening to your podcast while they're driving in their cars and while they're maintaining their tanks it's yeah it's, it's, it's good it's, it's, it's a great really feeling nice. yeah yeah it definitely yeah. definitely is especially when we get those messages like from people that we don't know and it's like oh you know you kind of you you guys are the soundtrack to our my water change day or my <laughs> my commute to work or whatever it's it's very satisfying uh and you know yeah. i i'm a i'm a book nerd i have so many books uh and and definitely my plant and aquarium book collection it's ever expanding and the joy that i get from like opening a book it's just like scrolling through the pages and looking at the pictures uh i can only imagine how it might feel just to put something like it together you know and, and you were mentioning ada earlier of course and and it's like it's something that i kind of gravitate towards when i don't know what to do i just grab one of amano's books and i just sit on the couch with a cup of coffee and just look at the pictures and read at the captions and putting that yeah. together i mean i can't even imagine yeah, I, I can't imagine it either. You know, I'm, I'm as surprised as you to be here talking about it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's been really fun. Um, and it's been great to just to, to slow down a little bit um, and think because uh, life is so fast. You know, things move so quickly. 
things keep changing all the time so quickly. Like one thing happens now and suddenly everything changes later. I just feel like life is so fast sometimes. And I, I love how um, I found a way to kind of slow everything down on top of aquascaping. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just life is more fun when you find things that you enjoy doing. Like for you, it must it must be like communicating and connecting with other people who love the hobby with your podcast. Mm-hmm. And for me, that the same thing is with a book. Like I, yeah. I've always loved to like design or to create things. My background is actually in design. Um, funny enough, I I went to I went to the Art Institute of Vancouver, mm-hmm. and I dropped out with like one term left to graduate. <laughs> but yeah, I already I. I just at the time I was just tired of redoing the same things over and over again and you know when you're when you're that young like you're 21 or no, you're 22 23 this was after I already went to university mm-hmm. and got my degree um, when you're young you know our mind your minds when you our minds when we're so young they're just you just don't think properly you know things <laughs> you think everything makes sense but then it really doesn't when you like really sit down and you think about it and God knows how many stories I have about just being a complete dumb dumb in the past. But <laughs> don't yeah. we all, huh? Um, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that you know I would like to forget, but it haunts me sometimes. And I think that's what uh, that's what's really good about aquascaping because you know while I'm taking care of my tanks, I just think about things, and I'm not I'm not thinking about it in a way that makes me really anxious or anything. It's just like reflecting about what happened your time, um, really processing those things in a way that uh, you don't feel any pressure. And it helps bring a lot of clarity to my thoughts. Like I just, I have so many realizations when I'm just literally picking things out of the tank and just going through the motions of um, cleaning everything up. So. And, yeah. and you, you have quite an extensive collection of aquascapes. And I could just, I just see some right behind you here on the screen. But... <laughs> yeah. What's your process? How do you how do you manage to maintain everything that you got going on? Yeah, so um, actually, all the nano tanks that you see behind me, um, mm-hmm. I would say half of them have been running for like three years now. Um, the way the way I usually set them up is that I would put one together, and I would make sure that that one looks fine, looks good the way it is for like three or four months. And that includes like just taking care of it every day and making sure that, you know, it's, this is the baseline. It, it won't change from this. And mm-hmm. um, if I can manage that, then I'll start a new tank. So okay. basically every tank that comes up, the only way it can come up is if everything else is going well. So if <laughs> things aren't going well, then I, I just start shutting down. That's um, smart. <laughs> shutting down tanks to, yeah, exactly. Uh, it, I used to have even more than what you see right now, and I just couldn't manage it. And they didn't look the way I wanted them to, and that really kind of bugged me. So um, the way to manage a lot of tanks is to set them up slowly, make sure they look good before you move on to the next one. I, I think for me, um, back then when I first started, you know, remember how I told you I just stocked Craigslist and local forums for everything? Mm-hmm. Uh, my room was full of a mishmash of stuff and it it just was bothering me because it didn't feel consistent so um that's when i started to uh what's the word i'm looking for that's when i started to kind of downsize so Mm -hmm. that i could start all over after i moved here um and that's 
when I wanted to put together like a little gallery, like mm -hmm. of my, this is my space. This is, this is what I love to do. And it just, you just start collecting them. I just know crazy. I'm, I'm like a crazy person. I spent all my money, like I spent all my money buying aquarium stuff. And back then I used to even skip lunches to, so that I would have like an extra $200 every month just to buy this or that. So it, now, nowadays, it's not so bad because <laughs> I already mostly have everything I wanted. Yeah, or have everything that I want. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, I'm not even spending any money because in my large tanks, um, I'm growing plants, and then I just transfer them to my nano tanks, and I see mm -hmm. what works and what doesn't, and I just keep doing that. Mm -hmm. I grow out the plants, I keep transferring, and I keep trying. So it's almost a self-sustaining hobby now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree that this hobby it's really expensive. It's really expensive and overwhelming when you're getting started and you need all the equipment. And of course, when you're starting in, and that multi-tank syndrome hits and, you know, you have one and then you need another and then you got to buy everything else, you know, everything all over again. You need a new tank and more filters and more lights and like, but once you have all of that, that's what you say, you know, your plants are growing for you. You have all the equipment. You just got to keep just rotating yeah. or you just gotta or, keep or, taking care of it uh-huh yeah. and just taking care of everything exactly. just making it look that good what would you say uh it's your favorite tank at the moment um my and favorite why? tank at the moment is actually <laughs> it's actually a tank you see behind me mm -hmm. um it's actually my entry for uh, ada's contest this year mm -hmm. um i think what i really focused on this year was clarity I wanted to just be a tidier version of myself. I'm not trying to do anything new or crazy, but I just wanted to do all the things that I neglected doing in the past mm -hmm. because there's so many times where I'm like, oh, okay, this is good enough. And then I just moved on. And now I'm telling myself that, you know, there, there's no rush. You know, I don't have to, if I don't make the deadline, it's okay. I can save it for next year or I can enter another contest. I can, I'm just trying not to put too much pressure on myself and um, I am having a really good time with what you see behind me right now. And for people listening from their cars or their fish rooms, uh, they can see Dadscape in your grid? Uh, no. Or, so no. Here's, yeah, in the past, I used to share a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, I realized that, you know, I, I just... I was doing, it wasn't really, I was not doing it because I really wanted to. I was doing mm -hmm. it, I don't even know why anymore. I was just doing it for fun. And um, I think that, you know, that, that takes away a little bit from what I'm trying to do with my, uh, that takes a little bit away from what I'm trying to do with my layouts because, you know, when people say, like, when people approve of something, then I, start to think of, I start to have all these thoughts about, do, do I really like it though? Or am I, what am I, am I just making this so that other people will tell me that they like it? Um, I just, I don't know. I'm, I overthink everything. Right. So I decided that, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna share. So I don't have to overthink okay. and I'm just going to wait until it's ready. And then when I'm ready to, when I'm ready to actually share my final photo, um, what I worked so hard on, that's when it'll come out. Um, but you know, when I was, when I launched my Kickstarter, um, the funding is all or nothing. So if I don't make it, uh, everyone gets refunded. And I mm -hmm. realized that, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful that there's even 
like 10 people who want my book, who want to support me. And so I started to put some updates into the backers only section of the Kickstarter to, you know, mm-hmm. thank them because if it fails to get crowdfunded, at least they get entertained a little bit by my process and by my thoughts. So if, if you guys are really curious about where it's at before I did my latest change, <laughs> please support my <laughs> Kickstarter and you can take a look at my thoughts and um, everything else there. Again, links in the description of this episode and on on those uh, Instagram uh, profile for all of you interested in supporting this this awesome. I mean, and I've I've been able to take a peek at it, uh, and it's just thank you, outstanding. Um, yeah, I'm I'm trying so hard right now just to like make it make it worthy of being. Oh, here I go again, right? <laughs> I'm just trying really hard and I'm trying to do something. You well, know? you you and, put a lot of work yeah. and a lot of hours and a lot of effort and a lot of love and a lot of everything into it. Yeah. You you want to exactly. you want to see it, you know, you want to see it out in the world. It's totally understandable and I I and I hope we can, you know, from here from this little platform that we have, I hope that we can help uh that happen. Yeah. I'm again, I'm so thankful that, you know, like I we talked a lot in the past just to try and um, just to try and get me on. And, you know, like I always kept delaying it. And I'm, I'm just so thankful that, you know, you didn't lose faith in me and you just you kept at it and you kept asking me, even though like I kept saying that, please give me more time. So no, it's I'm totally, really thankful. We're totally thankful that you're here today. And even though we don't have Ryan here, both him and I, we're, you know, we're, we, we follow your content and, and we really love what you do. Uh, in in all in, at all levels, so we're just, like really excited that you're here with us. So hey, goes both ways. So I'm I'm glad we're making That's it happen. Awesome. Um, so what's in the what's in the um, in the books for the future? I know I know we have the book, of course, but what else? What's coming up? Yeah, um, for me, I actually this first project is my first book. <laughs> And I plan to do a book two afterwards. Um, In this project itself, I don't really talk about aquascaping concepts just because I feel a little bit insecure about telling other people what to do um, when when I'm not fully sure of myself yet. So I want to start working on book two where I really go into like where where I got my ideas, um, how I decided to set up my, how I decided to put things together the, the things that I look out for when setting up a new tank, just getting more into the actual uh, art of it. Um, I'm, I feel like I need to do this for at least another four or five years before I can talk about that. So I, I'm really excited about, you know, um, just putting, putting together part two of it, which mm-hmm. will be more, which I think will be more helpful for people who are trying to enter contests themselves and to create something. I think there's there's space and room for everything. You know, there's there's a lot of aquascaping books out there that just tell you how to and how to put together these. And, you know, and they talk about the rule of thirds and all of that stuff. But, and that's awesome. You know, those books need to be out there. Uh, I have those books as well. But the inspiration, you know, the the soul behind all of that, that's, I think that's where you're tapping at. And I think it's very special. Thank you. And I think it's going yeah, to um, inspire people a lot. You know, 
oh, people that we already know or kind of know how to put things together. Uh, and we don't need that how-to book, which is very necessary, again. It's, it's like a whole other level into the hobby, you know? It's just like the, the heart and soul of it, the way I see it. Yeah, exactly. For the second book, um, well, the thing is, I, I really, I don't know if I'm going to have children or not. And I, I want to kind of like create something in place of children if I don't have any. So that's kind of like what the books are to me. They're like my, they're like pieces of me that I just put into paper format that, you know, that can exist after I'm dead mm-hmm. or after I become a pebble mm-hmm. in the river. Yeah. And so the second, I think I'm, I want to like, as I learn and as I grow, I want to keep kind of putting together um, different book sets or not book sets, but uh, like book one, book two, book three and book four and so on. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's a very rewarding way to kind of document my adventure and also like be able to reflect back on like what, where, where I started from and um, what kind of things I really used to like. Uh, yeah, it's everything's on our phone nowadays and I just want something on paper instead. And I think that, you know, it, it would be really helpful for other people to also, it's great to see what life is like for others, you know, to get new perspectives. Yeah, and that's, that's a very, that's a very important thing in life in general, just not, not in the hobby, uh, just getting perspective and seeing, seeing things from, from a different point. Like, yeah. I, I, I can remember exactly who I was talking to recently by day. Oh yeah. Talking with Liti Aquaria. Uh, he just mentioned something like that. It was like so, so natural to him and it kind of rocked my world a little bit. It's like, huh? You know, it's like, that makes total sense. And I would have never thought of it if you would have not mentioned it right now as like the most natural thing in the world for you. So sharing, sharing anything in life, uh, it's going to inevitably have an impact on other people, on other people's lives. And and books are just—I mean, I'm a book nerd. I'm—I'm I'm a nerd in many ways, but I—I I love books. So, I'm—I'm I'm just happy that books are being made uh, and that fantastic and beautiful, uh, inspiring content it, it, its happening uh, in papers still nowadays when everything, again, like you said, it's on our on our phones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I—I'm trying not to all think too far ahead. Um, I overthink a lot. I think I've said that <laughs> a few times already. So I'm, I'm just focusing on love. Like it's it's crazy, you know. Once once you have certain thoughts, it spirals, and when it's it's like overwhelming. So uh, I don't have I all I know right now is that you know I'm gonna keep um, I'm gonna keep aquascaping. I'm gonna keep entering contests, and I want to work on book two eventually, or continue working on book one if uh, book two if it doesn't get crowdfunded successfully. Well, we, we're going to hope from here and we're going to put it out in the universe uh, that crowdfunding is going to be successful, that that book's going to see the, the light of day and that we will keep enjoying your content. You know, uh, either way, whichever way it goes, uh, you just got to keep going. Just keep creating the beautiful scapes that have inspired so many people. Uh, and they're definitely uh, a referent in the community. And... And yeah, we'll just we'll just keep keep going. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's all we can do. We just have to keep going, keep trying. Yeah. Uh though, 
Thank you, thank you so yes. so much for spending some some time with us in the middle of all of, of everything you, that you have going on. Uh, we and I keep talking in we because I just don't know how to do things without Ryan. We uh, wish you the best, and we will be watching and and rooting yeah. for you. Thank you so much for supporting me again for having me here on this podcast to let me talk about this project that I'm working on. Um, I think what you guys are doing is amazing um, and hope you keep keep going because I, are you on season three now? Uh, yeah, this is season three and we will probably be taking a break for the summer again uh, and get back with season four soon. But yeah, we don't have any intention of, of going anywhere. Uh, we have a lot, a lot to rumble with a lot of, a lot of awesome content creators out there. So yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your words. Thank you for, you know, again, being here and listening to the podcast and just your kind words. And again, links links to the crowdfunding, to the Kickstarter uh, will be in the description. They will also be on our Instagram at Rumblefish Podcast. They will be on, on those Instagram. So go check it out. Um, decide if you want or not. Uh, to be a part of, of this awesome adventure that Ado embarked himself in. Yeah, I was. it was a pleasure to be here with you. Um, it's great to talk to someone else about the hobby. It's been a while since I had like a real conversation <laughs> with someone else. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just thankful and I'm excited to see how things work out. Yeah, we're really excited for you and... We're sending you all the good energy uh, in the world as well. Thank you again. Uh, you have a good night and we'll talk soon. We'll see you next time.